The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 153 of the PWT Cast. My name is Scrump, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you this podcast right here on this very feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWT Cast on Instagram and Twitter. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out some of our past episodes. We've had past guests such as The Young Bucks, Matt Cardona, Brody King, Effie, Warhorse, uh, a, a load of uh, fun wrestlers, Eric Bischoff, Jeff Jarrett. Right. just uh a lot of fun people that we've had on here before so welcome if this is your first one if uh it isn't well it's good to good to see you guys here again uh if you already aren't again make sure you're following us over uh at pwt cast on instagram and twitter as well as if you want to hear uh, additional bonus content uh head over to patreon.com forward slash pwt cast um this last week we dropped uh django unchained with jesse kohlenberg one of the patrons of the show and uh this wednesday i'll be dropping just as a little bonus episode for you guys uh myself and rachel sayardo we're, we're getting back together we're talking adam's family uh you know just in general like you know kind of the new show coming up as well as the uh the movie from the 90s and uh again if you want to sign up for the patreon patreon.com forward slash pwt cast as a, a little bit of a sneak peek next month we've uh, i've already recorded most of the episodes and uh so for the september schedule again as low as five bucks to, to go ahead and sign up we will re- we will be reviewing uh nope jackie brown dante's peak requiem for a dream and tremors seven uh, i know what you're thinking when did you record tremors one through six uh well met nicks you know and i got together and we we're like hey let's uh let's record tremors and he said i really want to do tremors seven and i said let's do tremor seven according to him canonically it's fine you can watch it without having seen the other ones uh but that's sort of the uh september schedule and again you can sign up for as low as five bucks a month as well as uh myself and patron of the show vivian urbino we will be uh doing scrum's detective agency sort of a, a fun show where we do uh true crime you know uh, cryptids murder mystery all that fun stuff um but of course uh you know today is the interview with chelsea green and uh you know she she's most known for her right at least currently right now for her tag team and impact wrestling along with diana perrazzo and uh you know i i decided well you know i should bring in my own little diana perrazzo and so of course today i'm joined by a uh, warehouse manager former guest on the show a uh, member of the the pwt cast himself he's almost like the third beetle although there's only one beetle on the show now so i guess it makes him the second beetle uh ladies and gentlemen uh jeremy saha jeremy how are you doing i'm doing great uh, i always viewed myself as a virtuoso of this podcast so uh, i appreciate being compared to diana perrazzo yeah, you both are, you know, technical wizards when it comes to uh, both of your professions. You know, I, I think that's a, a safe assumption. That's fair to say. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, it, it's been a while. So it, it, it's been a while since you've been on, mostly because I've been, well, I took the uh, little two-month hiatus. And then uh, this last month or so, I had been recording by myself in the uh, in the uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees uh, social lounge is i think legally <laughs> what we have to call it uh but yeah and for those of you guys who weren't aware uh i was office for about uh two months you know 
and uh well maybe like a month and a half but this week i i've i mean you guys can't see it because we're, we're only recording audio but as far as video goes um yeah my office is done like uh probably not this week maybe the following week we'll be able to do uh like some sort of live video stuff in here i know frank spahek uh the president of worldwide operations here at pro wrestling tees he he said that he wanted to do you know the first live in studio uh episode of the podcast so perhaps we'll do that it's just this week is all out week um and so we probably won't get the chance to do that as a i don't know about you jared like what are how how packed is your schedule for for this week all out week um it is pretty packed um just in in general i think just because there's so much going on this week um with AEW being here basically the entire week um i'm i tried to keep my schedule like i tried not to overbook myself so i will only be attending uh dynamite and um the pay-per-view no rampage no rampage as much as i i I know it'll be a great show i know that if if i book myself that much um because i know there's gonna be something that comes up on thursday and uh, i'm actually going to milwaukee on saturday for a bachelor party in the middle of all this um, I knew that if I didn't take Friday to myself, I would not survive the week. Yeah, that was sort of a thing that happened to us last year. Like it's 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 sort of funny. It's sort of funny reflecting on everything last year because um, it like it almost feels like all out was you know like it feels like it was just yesterday, but yeah. uh, like it literally does feel like it was yeah like um specifically i i think for me from like punk's return last year to like now for sort of seeing everything in like that full calendar year you know it's like oh shit like a, a lot of stuff has happened uh and i remember one of the things specifically was with you and myself where we were just like dr- we were, i think we were like taking turns driving to the to the now arena as it's uh yes it's quite the drive if you live in, in chicago proper and it was one of those things where we we're like next year i'm not fucking doing this again and uh, like a dummy yeah. i'm doing it again all three days oh, yeah. um yeah it's it's one of those things where like i've had to well for the podcast purposes i've i've, I've gotten a planner like in a like an adult instead of just scribbling notes on post-it notes and then uh you know living like an animal the way i have been uh but uh like so monday to, to you know today monday when this drops it's pretty much like the only free day that i have because uh tuesday after work i got a i got a dinner with with uh with some company um and uh Ooh la la. yeah i don't know you you might you might also be going i don't know if uh, oh yeah oh it's our date night i forgot yeah uh yeah uh wednesday of course is dynamite thursday thursday during the day i'm hanging out with brody king and then afterwards i'm hanging out with uh mike murray and wh park of post wrestling friday uh i'm we got rampage but also you know yeah no yeah friday it's just rampage and then saturday again wh park in like the morning to afternoon and then after that i'm hanging out with uh with the boys over at the draft pod uh as well as uh the allen club and uh sunday you know the the big show not not the big show 
not Paul White. I mean, uh, uh, all out. Um, I mean, he'll probably be there. Yeah, he'll be there. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if we'll hang out. I mean, listen, maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you never know. Maybe Brody's like, dude, you gotta fucking hang out with this guy. Like he's pretty <laughs> fucking cool, you know? And uh yeah, I mean at some point during the week I would like to, you know, uh maybe see like Effie if I can. You know, there's gonna be a lot of wrestlers, a lot of people in town. Um I'm going to try and actually make it to uh the wrestling showcase, which uh Again, that, that's sort of what, you know, we talked about here uh, in our interview with Chelsea Green, where, uh, you know, it's, it's a, the wrestling showcase is Saturday, September 3rd at the Schomburg Hyatt. Uh, you know, she's participating in a, in a triple threat match where uh, Taya Valkyrie is defending her MLW featherweight championship against, uh, you know, Chelsea Green and uh, Deanna Perrazzo. And that's sort of why we got together to, you know, talk about that. They had, they announced it on, on Busted Open, and, you know, we got together to talk about that. But, again, another show that's, like, going on this week. Again, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. There's a freelance show at, at some point during the week, too. It's it's one of these weekends where um, I think when I was, like, I would say when I was younger, um, which, I mean, it's fair to say, I guess, yeah, like six, seven years ago when I first started working here and, like, me and 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 michael and like nick and all of us we would go down to like wrestlemania weekends and it's like let's go to every fucking show that we can and we would just bounce around from show to show and i'm not i'm no spring chicken anymore you know i don't yeah i don't really think that realistically that's something that i can or i should be doing uh so yeah definitely also you know gonna gonna try and take it easy i mean you're smart and that you're not going to rampage because i know by the time rampage rolls around it's gonna be same as last year i was like oh why did i do this i'm so tired yeah i'm just afraid that rampage is gonna be the best show uh, between dynamite rampage just because like the go home though i'm like dang i chose the wrong show <laughs> like but, they're like holy shit they're doing yeah. uh they're doing uh okada versus kenny four on yeah. rampage the whole show <laughs> And you're like, oh, I want to go now. You never know. And they're like, no. They're like, this is weird rule where you could only go if you'd already confirmed on the PWT cast that you were going. (laughs) And you're just like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why? Why would that be going? Why would that be a thing? And you're, they're just like, sorry, Jeremy. These are the rules of Now Arena and New Japan Pro Wrestling collectively. (laughs) I wouldn't blame them. I may. I've made my choice. Um. That's fair, you know. Um, but again, uh, so Chelsea was pretty busy, and uh, again, you know, she was. She was. Uh, we got a little bit of a smaller interview with her than than we normally do. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and get to her interview quicker than again than normally, as I normally ramble on here for a good. 20 25 minutes before the the actual interview portions of this but we're gonna go ahead and get to the chelsea interview and then you know come back to us and jeremy and i have a uh, plenty to talk about as he and i both had a um we both had a first this weekend or yeah, yeah. this week i guess technically time frame wise uh yeah. there's a there's some fun there's some tattoo talk i might have talked jeremy into getting his first tattoo who knows You'll have to tune in. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, let's go ahead. And, and again, Chelsea, wonderful fucking person. I, I got to say, but before we do get in, into the interview, um, she's someone who, oh, in the few times that we have met, like when she's come by the shop before, have various events and stuff, always super nice, always super chill and stuff like that. Um, but again, like I'm someone, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate to, it's like when people are here, we try not to bother them. You know, it's sort of like, yeah. oh, hey, hi, hi, how's it going? You know, that just being very nice and stuff like that and 
again trying not to bother them and with us sort of sitting down and talking like super nice super chill person definitely again because of the time constraints it was only about a 20 minute 25 minute maybe interview uh she will be coming back as again we sort of chit chatted afterwards and definitely someone want to have back on here and talk as like and it's all you know like not to give too much away but it was like there was so much more we could have like talked about and stuff like that that it's almost like it's like uh we it's uh it's a nice little appetizer for for what's to come so uh you know without any further ado let's go ahead and get to this week's interview with uh, the one and only chelsea green ladies and gentlemen today i have the pleasure of talking to a uh, former knockouts champion someone who's wrestled all across the globe she's wrestled for the likes of stardom wwe ring of honor she's currently wrestling for impact where she holds half of the knockouts world tag team titles uh, along with diana perrazzo and uh it's interesting that she holds those tag titles with diana perrazzo because it was recently announced last week on busted open radio that at the wrestling showcase uh this saturday september 3rd at the schomburg hyatt she's going to be wrestling tayo valkyrie and the aforementioned Diana Peraza, which normally, hell of a barn burner, you know, hell of a match to look forward to. But in this particular case, it's for Taya's MLW Featherweight Championship. Uh, Chelsea, how much more pressure does that put on uh, on this upcoming match of yours? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I... <sighs> I don't think actually, if I'm being honest, I don't think there's any pressure because I think it's a two versus one scenario here. I think this is really a handicap match and nobody said it yet. That's gonna be, I think we should be really asking uh, Taya, how much pressure does it put on her that two best friends and you know current Impact Wrestling Knockout Tag Team Champions are um, going up against just one, right? I, I mean, I think it puts me in a, a great position because Deanna and I are on the same page. We always have been since we started our wrestling journey somewhat together. Um, we've always been on the same page. If she wins, I win. If I win, she wins. So at the end of the day, as long as one of us win, we're good. You see, and that is refreshing to hear as it is a uh... It is a common trope within wrestling of can they get along? Will they get along? And very much like you said, for anyone who's sort of followed both of you guys' journey, it has very much been well documented that like, no, 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 you two are real life friends. You know, we saw a a, a version of, you know, the now VXT uh, team together, you know, uh, down in NXT and stuff like that. And it's now awesome to see that, you know, come to fruition now in Impact then. Yeah, I, I guess Taya should be the one sort of a little bit worried, but... Uh, if it came down to, do you think that, you know, Deanna would let you pin her for the title? If it comes down to just you two, do you think that would be something that, you know, you guys could sort of go through with and then, you know, at dinner the next night sort of still be, you know, everything's all cool? You know what? I think so. I, I actually, actually, I'm very confident that she would do that for me and that I would do that for her. I guess, I guess at the end of the day, it would be which one's going to pin which, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, we're going to, we're going to go into this as a strong team. Um, there has been no speed bumps for us. Really. We've always been a team for years now, whether we've been a team in the ring or not, we've always been a team outside of the ring. So um, I have no worries about that. And 
if I lay down for her and she pins me, she has to buy me dinner and vice versa. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that is, I think that's a fair trade off as you know, it's fair trade. As long as it's a nice steak dinner. I think as long as either of you two, you know, show up to that dinner again with the, with the MLW featherweight championship, it's fair to say that, you know, all, all is good within the, the VXT, you know, uh, tag team. Um, but you know, again, as we've mentioned, you know that this is uh, your second stint with, with Impact. You, you know, you're now world, uh, the world tag, the knockout champion, and your first time around. Oh my gosh! I'm telling you, it is a that whole me, even me trying to say the Impact Wrestling knockout tag team champion. I, look, there's so many words in there. I don't even know how to say it. I've messed that up so many times. <laughs> It, it is quite the mouthful, but you know, I, it, it is refreshing, Dito, you know, that 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 it is the the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships, as it just makes it sound a little bit more prestige. You know, like that yeah. is it's always one of my favorite things with wrestling when you you have the acronyms, you know. But if you ask like uh, like I, I was just uh, smartened up the other day to what uh the full NJPW, you know, it's the uh, or the IWGP titles was the International Wrestling Grand Prix, which I was like, sounds super fa- fancy, but I it is very much better that is the <laughs> IWGP titles, you know, as opposed to having to, you know, blurt out the whole thing. Um, but again, this is your, you know your second stint with Impact Wrestling. Um, how much has changed for you, you know, because again, you as well have grown as a performer, uh, you know, first time around, you know, a, a different presentation. You were, you know, you wound up being Knockouts champion. Are you having more fun this run? You know what? I actually had so much fun last time at Impact Wrestling that it is so hard to touch that first run because aside from me being very young and naive in wrestling, I was also young, naive, and champion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was I was the Impact Wrestling Knockout Champion. I mean, I don't know that you can get any better than that, but I think that this is an equally fun run and, and possibly could, could turn out to be an even better run in Impact because I'm doing it with my best friend. And, uh, you know, I, I came into Impact Wrestling in 2000 and... I mean, I kind of came in in 2015 and 16, but I got signed in 2017, if I'm remembering that correct. Um, And I made friends with the division. I I came in not knowing anybody, but those girls became some of my best friends, Sienna, Allie, Mia Yim, Rosemary. Um, And this time around, I know everybody. I'm I don't want to say I'm, I'm a veteran because I always feel like I have so much more to give, but I'm not, I'm not a newbie anymore. You know, I, I know my place and I know my role in the division. I, I know all my bosses. I know my coworkers. So it's just a really comfortable run this time. I, I know I belong and I have nothing to prove, but I still am trying to give it my all. Well, I got to imagine, too, it puts you in a different position. As you you mentioned before, you came and you were sort of the rookie. And again, since then, you've established your name and all these other various promotions and stuff like that. So probably some of, you know, the the younger, the newer wrestlers coming in and just like, holy shit, there goes Chelsea Green. You know, so I imagine. Oh, my God. What a weird thing to think. If that's like what sometimes people say things like that to me. And I'm like, man, I still feel like that new girl who got her very first contract and popped a bottle of champagne to celebrate you know and Mm -hmm. my my parents were so happy for me and every time 
I hit a new milestone in my career. It, it feels like that. It feels it's a first, right? So uh, it's just crazy to think that, yeah, now maybe I am, maybe I am that girl that I looked up to. I don't know. I, I think there definitely is a bit of that, which is any feel like, I mean, again, myself here, like working at press and he's like, I sort of, I started here when like year two, you know, let's say year two of the company. And it's like now one of those things where again, we'll celebrate these like big milestones. And there's people who've been here like a few years before me. And they'll always be like, remember this, this, and that. And I'm like, no, no, no. I started a few years after, but it's sort of like, you've been around so long that I got to imagine the same thing with you where, you know, people just clump you in with these events or times or people. And you're just like, yeah, sure. I was adjacent to that but not really there, you know, but it is always fun sort of seeing the growth. Um, I got to mention, though, that, you know, you're you're wrestling with, you're currently right now, you're wrestling with your best friend. Uh, There is someone else that, you know, you have teamed up with in the past that one could consider your best friend. And of course, your your husband, Matt Cardona, uh, (laughs) you know, recently at the uh, GC, uh, the second night of the GCW homecoming shows, uh, you two guys got to renew your vows, which, um, could have gone a little bit better. I, I, I think, you know, all things considering what, uh, what happened with Nick Gage and, and Ali Catch. But how has it been working, GCW? Because for a while, you know, and honestly, I, I think up until, you know, you and your husband sort of started coming in, GCW was sort of like pigeonholed as like this hardcore promotion. They only do this one style of wrestling. But, you know, it's like you guys sort of come in and, and change that aspect of that. What it's been like working with GCW? Oh man, I, I have loved every single second of working with GCW, whether things go my way or not. Most of the time they do not go the way that Matt and I had planned. Um, But I think the, the beauty of that company is that they're the underdog and it's so great to succeed as the underdog. I've always felt in Matt and I's career that, you know, both of us in different ways have been the underdogs and, and we've kind of continue to prove people wrong. And so that's why it's been so fun working for GCW because show after show, month after month, we're proving people wrong as a company together. And um, I really feel like GCW has so, so, so much more to give and they're gonna grow so much bigger. Um, I imagine 2023 is going to be a really, really good year for them. So hopefully, you know, we'll just continue to grow with the company and come up with new ideas and, and new ways to kind of make waves in, in wrestling through GCW. No, a hundred percent specifically because, you know, again, it's like with, I I think it's fair to say, you know, like with you and Matt and you guys sort of ushered in a little bit more like sports entertainment, you know, aspect to this was, again, this was like a serious hardcore company. And, you know, it was, it was like the anniversary, you know, not too long back of like, again, when he, when your husband had that like death match with Nick Gage. And I think one of the cooler things coming out of that was just seeing like the other more mainstream wrestlers who are kind of just like, oh, wait, like it's cool to jump in this pool and, and, and play. Like we can, you know, sort of do more stuff with them and it's not, you know, considered like the the taboo thing to do. Um, so again- Yeah, for- right. Like I think that's the thing people need to um, step outside of their comfort zones and, and um, make risky, like, you know, with great risk comes great reward. I think that GCW has 
100% been that for Matt, especially with having, you know, his first and hopefully only hardcore match and, and, you know, being able to go to Hammerstein and things like that. Um, I, I, I really think that Matt has helped GCW grow, but GCW has helped Matt grow along with a lot of other wrestlers. Definitely. Because again, it's like, with GCW, you know, you see more of these people sort of again popping up and in, in other promotions as opposed to where it was just like, no, go go stay over there and playing your sandbox. It is always fun seeing, you know, everyone sort of come together and play, which, you know, sort of leads me to my next question because again, like you're sort of, you know, you're, you're at the crux of all these little events within wrestling. And, and one of the bigger ones was, I think, fair to say, like the inaugural non official AEW, the, the first show in, in All In, where, you know, you participate in that fatal four way match looking back at that now like did you ever think like oh yeah this is going to lead to you know the the next wrestling boom and you know the four of you like where your career path would go down to like how important is is that to you now looking back honestly i did think that i thought i i have never felt i don't care what you compare it to i have never felt the way that i felt walking out to my entrance song at all in Mm -hmm. it does not beat winning titles it does not beat making major debuts in major companies doesn't beat any of that the feeling of the entire i guess i would say world of indie wrestling coming together to do something that was so big felt big and i knew it was a moment that i was i was never going to forget and it's funny because years later you know we're almost we're almost at the i think four year anniversary of all in yeah just about four year anniversary i think it was you know i want to say september 2nd maybe i I may be wrong but around that time um four years and i still think about it all the time i actually was just looking at pictures today on facebook of all in that was one of my favorite memories. And um, I'm I'm so happy that the Young Bucks, like I had no idea at the time that the Young Bucks were hoping to turn that into the evolution of, of, mm-hmm. of AEW. I had no idea that that's where it was going because I actually was already signed to WWE at the time that I was on All In. Um, and I told WWE I couldn't start until after that show. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know that that's where it was going, but I'm so happy that this is what it's turned into because the young bucks have flipped professional wrestling upside down and thrown out every single thing you could have possibly imagined about the rules and guidelines of professional wrestling. And, and that's what they always did, but now they're doing it on the kind of the grandest stage of them all. I can definitely agree with you on like the part of like, cause uh, again, with us, with pro wrestling tees being so close, you know, involved with everyone, like that was one of those things. Like, I, and we're always at the shows and stuff like that. So people will ask, you know, what's your favorite show? What was the best thing? And to me, that is also always my like answer because, 
you know, again, like us, obviously, to like a smaller scale is one of those things where, you know, we're running around backstage like, who, what do you, what do you, all right, we'll run to the Target down the street and, and buy waters <laughs> for everyone or, or what do you guys need? And, you know, like our part was smaller and, you know, like Cody did the, the, the intro and we're shooting t-shirt cannons out into the crowd and things like that yeah. on a smaller scale as opposed to, you know, wrestling in front of a rabid, you know, 11,100, you know whatever it was. I don't even think it. I don't even think it matters because I truly feel like the commentators, the backstage people, the photographers, the wrestlers, the valets, we all felt that same energy. And a lot of times they speak to fans about it still. And they felt the same energy because unlike every other show, we were there for one reason. And that was to support professional wrestling, period. Not to support one person or one company or one idea or one storyline. It was literally to support professional wrestling and prove that professional wrestling is bigger than just WWE. And we did it. We all did it. All of us, you, you know, shooting the cannons and getting the water or taking pictures. Like it, it's, it's crazy to think that it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been the successful show that it was had, you know, maybe if, if one person wasn't involved, but we all were, and we all played our part and it was so successful. You know, with us sort of speaking like, you know, about that event in the past, you know, three, four years, whatever it was, as we sort of just, you know, wind down here, where would you like to see Chelsea Green three, four years from now? As again, it's like it's a constant like, you know, to even say a year ago, like, oh, this is this will be the status quo within wrestling. Like things are such constantly changing. But like, do you have an idea of, you know, of where you would like to see, you know, Chelsea Green in, in, in three to four years? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, in 2014 and 15 and 16, all I wanted was WWE. And then I found Impact Wrestling and all I wanted was to be champion. And then, you know, I left Impact and I was involved in All In and Lucha Underground and and then WWE. And then after WWE, NWA and Ring of Honor. And I now it's just like, I don't even I don't even know because I've checked off so many, if not all of my personal boxes, my my to do list. So, I mean, maybe maybe I'd like to get back to WWE and have the run that I wish I had. Um, You know, maybe I would like to be in a stable with my best friends, Deanna Perrazzo and Britt Baker at AEW. Maybe I just want to be. Matt's valet at GCW, you know, like there's so many different, different ways that my career could go right now being a a complete free agent that it's hard to kind of narrow it down. So I don't know, but I hope that in, you know, three to four years, I'm just, if not more successful than I have been the past year as, as a free agent. I, and, and, and as happy as successful and happy, I, as I have been it the past 365 days, because it's been a really, really, really fun and creatively fulfilled year. I'm not sure if we've seen it yet. So, you know, someone can correct me. We have, you know, but I, I don't know the, uh, 
the uh, number of times that GCW has done, you know, one of these uh, these mixed tag team hardcore matches. And again, we know your husband excels in them. That's, you know, that's where he won the big one. So perhaps, you know, maybe one day we can see, you know, uh, you and Matt step in there, you know, for, for a hard, you know, one of these hardcore matches, yeah. you know, switch it you know up what? a little bit. Maybe, maybe verse um, uh, Brandon and Casey Cattell. That would be good. They're they're mm-hmm. great hardcore wrestlers. They're husband and wife. I think I could see that down the line. I mean, maybe 2023 20, you'll see that. Yeah, and of course, you know, if if that's the case, you know, there's always the uh the wrestlers who who will bring out the thumbtacks and we've seen the Lego, but you know, in connection with, you know, with your husband and, and yourself, you know, with major wrestling figure podcast, I think he's gonna have to pull out either some some micro brawlers or or some you know, some of these <laughs> figures because you know you know you've been immortalized in those uh several times. <laughs> uh but but again, thank you, Chelsea, for, for coming out here. And again, for, for those of you guys, you know, this weekend she will be wrestling, uh, again, Taya Valkyrie and her uh, tag team partner, Deanna Perrazzo, for the MLW Featherweight Championship at the Wrestling Showcase this Saturday, September 3rd at the Schomburg Hyatt. Uh, anything else, Chelsea, before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope everyone, you know, whether you can be at the event or not, I hope you tune in on Fight TV and... If you are there, come meet us and cheer for Vexed versus Taya Valkyrie because the odds are in our favor. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say if you're a betting woman or man, you may want to bet on Deanna Prazo and Chelsea Green. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you again, Chelsea. Thank you. wonderful Chelsea Green for that interview um yeah you know her and I were you know again one of my favorite parts of the interview is both of us going back and forth on the difficulties in pronouncing the impact wrestling uh world the impact knockouts world tag team champion I'm glad that she as well as myself were both like that is a fucking mouthful because uh, as you could tell, I was like struggling to, to sort of get it through. And even in like the, the graphic for this, when I like made the graphic is like putting it in, it was like three, four lines of text because of just <laughs> how much that it is. But uh, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, her or Deanna, like, you know, like we talked about, they walk out with uh, with the MLW featherweight championship. If not, hey, they're still champions in our hearts here. Um, but speaking of championship belts, though, Jeremy. Um, yes. You were in Vegas last last week, correct? I was in uh, sunny Las Vegas for a fantasy football draft. I am the reigning champion um, of that league. It's a league I've been in for almost 20 years, we figured out. 20 years? That's, yeah. it's We started in, in high school. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm, uh, uh, I graduated high school 15 years ago, so I think I've been in the league 18 years. I think it's what when I've been in the league. The league itself, I think, started – in middle school with some people um at the like the rival middle school um, one of these uh one of these uh what is it john hughes movies huh yeah basically yeah. well i mean yeah i grew up in the suburbs of chicago so yeah basically the john hughes movies were exactly what life was like um but yeah i've been in this league for that long and as the reigning champion um i made a decision um, and you alluded to it before the interview. Um, uh, 
But uh, at one point, so a few a few big things happened on this trip. One, we all like most of the league was able to go to Las Vegas for the draft. So it was like good to see everyone on the same place. Um, one of our friends announced his enga- he was engaged. Um, so that was big news. And then uh, um, someone decided that uh, there's like they're talking amongst each other and they, they came up to me and they're like, hey, um, we want to we want to present something to you. Um, and I at first this is after the engagement. So and I'm one of the, the, the few single people still left in the friend group. I thought for sure they were like trying to set me up with somebody. And it's like, we want you to go on a date with this person or this person's perfect, blah, blah, blah. And I was already pretty tipsy because we drafted um, poolside at the MGM Grand. Um, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be really awkward. And uh, they're like, no, we want to all get tattoos. And I was like, oh, well, that's not as bad as uh, something that. Like trying to force a relationship on him. You're like one of these is a life commitment, and the other one yeah. is a girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, no, but the, and you'll you'll it'll make sense that it's not a true life commitment. Um, but I said, okay, if my other friend Jake, who you actually know, um, Fancy I said if he gets one, Saul Goodman type. Yes, uh, I said, if he gets one, I'll get one. And then he he thought about it. He talked to his wife. Um and basically was like, yeah, I'll get one. And I was like, well, dang it, now I'm now I'm locked in. I have to get a tattoo. Um, and while everyone else kind of got like small ones, um, I decided like, no, it's my first tattoo. Um, I want to get something that's related to the trip I'm on, and something that is like a, a big part of my life. Um, I decided I was going to get a title belt. Um. With the the name of our fantasy football league is Das League, I don't even know where that came from. That wasn't like initially. This is like something over the last eighteen years it just became the name of the league. I think it's after um, we watched Beer Fest and Das Boot. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it just we just said, "Oh, that's the, the cool thing." That was instantly what I was, thought. Yeah, I'm pretty sure just like one year it just became Das League and no one ever changed it. But that's the official name of the league now. Um, and I got I got a tattoo, and it also lists the two years that I've won the the championship. So, as I keep winning throughout the next uh, sixty years, um, I'm gonna have a lot more years listed on the my my upper thigh. Now, where was this tattoo? Oh, you said oh, your, your my, yeah, my my upper, my upper thigh. So and that was important too, because in case like I got it and it looked bad, I was like, well, no one will ever see it unless. There, we're in an intimate situation, and at that point, I, I mean, if they got past everything else, then I don't think the tattoos, <laughs> the tattoos, going to be the deal breaker. Yeah, see, you. So, what, it was like two, maybe. Yeah, it's probably two, three weeks ago where um, I went. I had gone in to get a tattoo, so I, well, one forever. I'm all. I was always like. I don't want to say bullying you, but I'm like peer pressuring. I'm constantly trying to peer pressure people into getting tattoos either with me or just get them because yeah. I've, you know, uh, you know, it was, uh, like I, like I talked about where it's like, um, uh, where it's like, uh, 
my like my friends would always be like, oh yeah, like we could always tell when like they were going through like a breakup or something because they would like dye their hair red or like uh, cut bangs or something like that. You know, uh, the guys usually like uh, post things about like get my money. You know, like hustling and stuff like that. And it's like, shut up, you're not making any money. <laughs> you work at a Chipotle, like. You can only work, you can't even work 40 hours, but it's like one of those things where it's like, I always thought like, I didn't really have one of those. Like, I didn't really have a tell. Like I don't go and like cut my hair or, you know, post about how much hustlers ambition I got. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I usually go and get tattooed. And, uh, you know, I, so I've been getting some tattoos and stuff like that. And it was, yeah, about like week, two weeks ago, uh, I went in for one, I, I went in, I was going to get the one and my tattoo artist, you know, she was like, well, I have some free time. You want to just do both of them? And I was like, well, there's actually a third one I want to get. So I was like, in my mind, we're going to get the three. I only wound up getting the one, which is, of course, the the blue French horn on my leg that I have. Um, because there was so much detail, it just took fucking forever. But it's it's a beautiful tattoo. I love it. So so I, I went in this Friday to, to go get tattooed. Uh, the first of which, of course, is a little tiny guy. It, it's on my hand. Um, well, I don't know why I'm showing the camera, you, you know, but it's, it's, uh, the letter H my, my uncle, he, he has a, an H tattooed on his hand as the story goes <sighs> when he was like a teenager, he was tattooing in my, uh, my parent, my grandparents in Mexico. They had like a, like a grocery store, kind of like a little corner store slash grocery store. And he would go in the basement and tattoo his friends, like very ghetto style, like prison style tattoos. And my grandpa was like, you don't like, I, who like you don't even have any fucking tattoos why why are you all of a sudden this tattoo guy so and his name is hugo so he went and tattooed like the letter h on his hand and like it's been years now again he's in his 40s you know and that was when he was a child so it's a 30 year old tattoo but it's always just been there and uh he's my favorite uncle so i just got you know a little little h i've since then convinced uh my two cousins and my sister to also get it as you know he's he's our close uncle he's sort of like our second dad really and uh it's just my brother my brother who now i have to try and convince which i don't think he's going my mom would probably kill me but uh i'm like it, it, i was like it literally took a minute maybe you know um yeah. so but the other one that i got uh was on my thigh um i am a huge fan of the show midnight mass and uh it is a midnight mass related tattoo i don't want to it's not done so i'm not i don't want to post a picture but uh you've seen jeremy it's a pretty big fucking piece it's like as yeah. big it's like a big it's like as big as like my hand like a, a an average actually no it's bigger but it's a yeah it's just definitely bigger than your hand yeah it's a pretty big fucking tattoo and uh, i've never gotten my thigh tattoo so i didn't know how bad it would hurt or not and you know again jen my my tattoo artist um she was like well let's put some numbing cream and you know you have to she numbed it up and you have to wait about an hour so we numbed it up waited the hour you know put it on there and almost immediately i was like oh man this fucking sucks especially because there's like part of it kind of goes down to like the top of my kneecap and so i was just like that part i was like like there were some spots where i was i just kept jumping like my thigh was and i just kept apologizing and she's like it's fine you don't have to apologize like i like i'm poking the muscle like it's going to have like a reflex you know thing and we do the outline and i'm just like oh oh, this sucks you know and then she has to go back in and you know make the lines more bold again and stuff like that and i'm just like 
oh god no please and so we're doing it and again it is a big piece and there's a lot of small details in there so it isn't as simple as like you know, like kind of with jeremy's where it's like it's, it's a bigger and it doesn't have that much small intricate details in it you know i'm sure it still hurt mm-hmm. you know because ta- oh yeah because it's a tattoo all tattoos hurt um yeah but again this one it's like it has a lot of small there's i picked a very detailed oriented tattoo to get on a very sensitive spot on my body and yeah. uh thankfully and and she you know she tells me she's like oh if, if you want to take a break at any point like you, you know she's like i don't she goes i've never done anyone's thigh tattoo all in one sitting she goes so if at any point you want to tap let me know and i'm like no i'll be good i'll be good and she she had her she, normally she has her glasses on she had her contacts on and so she kept kind of having to stop and put eye drops in and stuff like that which just made it worse because it's like oh my god like don't take any breaks just just go through just keep doing <laughs> it and so she goes and does the you know, the second round of uh, of outlines and you know and then she's like all right what colors do you think we're gonna do and I'm like I think I'm gonna, I, I think we're gonna do this in two sessions so you know i uh, well, only did the one but fuck dude did that hurt like i this is probably something like my 20 20 second maybe tattoo like i've got a lot of them um that one hurt so much like i remember i, I kept talking about how i was like i'm gonna look like fucking i'm in the house of black with all these thigh tattoos I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't, I, they, you know, Malachi, Malachi might be revoking my membership, uh, you yeah. know, but it's okay. Buddy and Julia don't really have tattoos either. You just got to get swole. Well, that, that is a thing too, that like, I keep talking yeah. with Juan about, cause of course we have the Jericho cruise coming up in February and, uh, if you go back, if you go back and listen to the very first episode of the PWT cast, which I did like not too long ago myself and stank are talking about the upcoming jericho cruise and i'm talking like and we're like giving stupid michael shit where we're just like yeah michael said you know he's he because he was like he, he he dropped a few lbs and i was like yeah michael i could do the same fucking thing and i think at one point me and mike were like yeah let's you can get a fucking six pack for the jericho cruise and we're both fucking fat and lazy so neither of us got six packs for the jericho because again we just neither of us had neither of us had that dedication um but i do want to get in a better shape i want to get in shape for the, listen that that beach is going to get whatever body i give it um yeah but still i would I, w- I would like to you know like I, I want to look i want someone to look at me and go man is nxt gonna hire this guy so i want to be like ryan mears like if you follow ryan mears on instagram like i'm convinced this guy's getting a tryout with nxt or something because he is just clanging and banging that guy is jacked i don't even recognize him anymore he's so big i know i sounds like i need to follow ryan mears on instagram so let's get some motivation yeah man it's you know this guy is just he he's he looks like will hobbs you know oh <laughs> that is how, man that is how big the, the man is getting and stuff like that um do, do we ever do we ever on the show talk about how me and will hobbs almost got into a fight in las vegas no oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so we went to, to Las Vegas for double or nothing. I think I've been in the podcast since then, but no, I think uh, it was, it was that, it was that week that we came back that we, that I took the hiatus. Oh, you're right. Oh, so this might be, this is breaking news. Um, so this Break, is you're breaking he, news. CM Punk yeah. won the AEW world yeah. heavyweight title. <laughs> exactly. 
No, but uh, Will Hobbs, like, no matter where I was, Will Hobbs was there. And there's a couple of times where we straight up almost ran into each other. And I was like, I'm going to end up fighting Will Hobbs in this trip just because we're going to bump into each other. Someone's going to be in a bad mood, and then I'm going to die. And luckily it never came to, to pass, but I think in that mo- in that weekend I saw the the – the evil in him that he was going to eventually turn on Ricky Starks. And unfortunately I never saw Ricky Starks to warn him. You could have prevented that. Yeah. I, I mean, could have. It's funny. Like, uh, we won't get, we, we don't need to get into it, but it's funny. Like you mentioned like AEW wrestlers and fighting and stuff like that. And like, you know, like if you've been on, on online and stuff like that, like you have seen all the, the comings and goings. All I got to say is, uh, I love Eddie Kingston I, I tend to Eddie Kingston tends to be one of those people where if he doesn't like you, he's probably in the right. Um, and with that said, I ran into Eddie Kingston a few times uh, that week, and he's a very pleasant man, very very fun to talk about. We, we at one point we talked about our both of our love for for WH Park and Japanese wrestling. Um, that is always one of the fun parts uh, with like the the big pay per view events is sort of because I mean us specifically, you know, as we get to. Uh, we get to interact with these wrestlers. We get to like hang out with them and stuff like that. And um, you know, again, just one of the one of the more fun parts uh, when it comes to these sort of weekends. And like, you know, I'm excited for the pay per view. Like, I know some people, like I've seen some people are kind of just like, oh, because it it does it does feel a little weird, like a week out with like not like a full card announcement. You know, sort of things being up in the air and you know things of that nature. But like. I fully still expect, and again, pure speculation, like as much as in the know we are about certain things, uh, Tony definitely doesn't, uh, you know, invite us into the, the booking meetings, you know? Um, no. but I fully do still think they're going to pull off punk versus Max, uh, you know? And again, that should be exciting as like some people were like, wow, like it, it's funny. Cause we're, we're, we're in a time right now where, everyone wants to know everything that's going on, but then they get upset when they know what's going on. You know, like it's very weird where like, I'm someone where spoilers won't you, like, again, I could be in that booking meeting with Tony Khan. He's like, this is the next three to four months of what we're doing. And I wouldn't be like, what's your fucking problem, man? Why did you show me this? Like, I would be like, Oh, awesome. Cool. Like, you know, I, again, I'm someone who, um, one of my passions is are, are these Marvel movies. You know, I, I love these Marvel movies. Like I, you know, uh, like a religious person loves church. One could say these Marvel movies are my religion. Um, and I'm someone who I follow all the dirt sheets. I follow the, the Dave Meltzer's and Sean Ross apps of these movie, uh, you know, movie stuff. And I will like, there'll be something a year out where it's like, you know, uh, they're introducing this character in this fucking movie. And everyone will be like, shut the, f- tell this guy to shut the fuck up. He doesn't know what he's talking about, you know? And then, uh, you know, the next movie will drop and that character shows up and everyone's like, what? They're like, what? They're like, how did that happen? And it's like, well, I knew that was coming. And, it, and it'll never take the enjoyment away from me. Um, I, again, with all that said, I'm pretty sure that we're still going to get Mox versus Punk. And, I, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be more of a, a full length match. I think it's uh, I think it's one of these uh, long term stories that people always, you know, clamor out about wanting to see. But how excited are you for for the all out card? Because, I mean, again, it's for what we know so far. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited for Dynamite because we are going to get, um, the the trios match of Kenny and the Young Bucks versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. So I mean, we're going to see Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at least for a portion of that match. Um, and just the opportunity to see um, either one of those teams uh, go on and face either the best friends or um, the Dark Order, which I think is really interesting that those are the opposite teams that uh, are going to go up there. I'm excited for that trios match. Yeah, it's the the, the match this last week with uh, Death Triangle, you know, and uh, Will and Aussie Open, like, uh, what is it, United Empire? Their 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 name, yeah, United Empire. Yes, got five stars from from old Uncle Dave, uh, which again always one of my favorite things. Where people are like, "You're telling me this match is better than?" And it's like, listen, wrestling is is an art. It is subjective. I can sit here and make a claim about Rene Dupree and Kenzo Suzuki being the best tag team champions of all time, in the same way that you could sit there and tell me the same thing, you know, about the Road Warriors, Rock and Roll Express. You know the the young bucks, the, the hardy, you name it, and you know again that's the fun thing about wrestling is that we're both right and we're both wrong because it is an art and it's subjective. Um, but yeah, they had a fucking awesome match. Where it was one of those. It's like you guys got X amount of time and they went and it was fun. It was a fun match. And uh, did you see the promo afterwards where Kenny came out and he was just fucking eating Will's lunch? Like this guy was just. I did not. I need to go back and watch that. I, I don't. I don't think it actually aired. I believe it was like something they put out on their yes, on the internet only. Yeah, and oh, again, Kenny Omega is just eating Will's lunch. Like this guy is just the, you know, getting things off his chest. It was just. It was awesome to see because again, it's it's one of these things with with wrestling where it's like everyone always like I want I want my wrestling to be real. I want my wrestling to be real. And it's like, well, it looks like it, it very much seems like these two guys might, you know, have some sort of legitimate beef with each other. And, and, and if not, then guess what? It is these two amazing storytellers telling a fucking awesome story. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited about that as well. Because, um, again, also like Kenny and the Bucks are a good trio. So I, I think kind of like you mentioned, whatever team that they, you know, they ultimately wrestle against. I think it's going to be fucking great because, uh, you know, you have Kenny right now who's coming back and, you know, doing this whole, like, I came back too early. Uh, I don't think I'm ready. And I think when push comes to shove, you know, at all out, we're going to see, you know, the the best bout machine sort of of just going in there and, you know, tearing it up. So um, definitely excited about that as well. Also, we're going to see a new new women's champion crowned. Um, Yes. Yeah, a new interim women's champion. A new interim women's champion. Yeah, uh, yes. who you got? Because it's it's Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus uh, Hikaru Shida. I honestly would. The person I'd be, I most likely is going to win is Tony Storm. The person I'd be most interested in winning is Jamie Hayter, hmm. because of the dynamic that would create between her and uh, Britt Baker because very much in their group Britt Baker's number one Jamie Hayter's number two with Jamie Hayter as interim champion like what would that do with their relationship yeah that that 
I was talking about it with someone at work, um, which were saying like, yeah, something like that would be fun. I think <sighs> you look at Mox, who sort of got like screwed out of this uh, his first title reign as he was. I don't want to say screwed. Screwed might be the the wrong word. Is that he was he was the COVID champion, you know, and he held that belt, and it was awesome seeing him do so. Um, but it, you know, it, it it wasn't in front of you know live crowds the way it should have been and i very much have enjoyed you know this summer of mox basically that we've gotten with him as champion and stuff like that and because of that i think if you maybe gave it to sheeta and let her sort of like run with the belt you know i i think that'd be a fun you know a fun few months with with her you know holding that that title but again i could also listen i could also see a scenario in which uh you know uh brit baker pins jamie hater you know to, to win the title uh i think any direction that you sort of go with that's going to be fun you know it's it's going to be one of the one of the fun ways of like where do they go how do they go regardless i'm just excited to see it's always fun when you see a new champion crowned you know like when you're guaranteed a new champion like i remember a few years back it was um elimination chamber you know, where like Edge came in as a champion and then immediate or it was Edge or Cena, one of them were the champions and they were the first one eliminated. And it was one of those things where you're like, oh, you are you are for sure getting a new champion, you know, regardless of the outcome. So things like that are always um, sort of fun. Did you watch any of the video game footage that they put out? I've only seen a, a little bit. Nothing like I don't think I've seen anything from this weekend. But so, I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, they put out new footage because um, it, it, it was Evil Uno and it was Evil Uno, Christopher Daniels, and Colt Caban, I believe, who were off in Germany at like some video game uh, thing where they were, you know, presenting the game, talking about the game and stuff like that. And yeah, it looks graphic wise, it looks better than it did prior. Which again, you always have to like, you know, it was very early when they first showed us what they did and people were sort of like poo-pooing it but it's like well that's with most video games like you gotta you know you, you sort of gotta wait like that's why some movies won't immediately put out um trailers like if they still have cg to work on like uh you know about like a month ago almost everyone was upset that like marvel didn't put out these you know the ant-man and and guardians of the galaxy trailers and they're like well we're finishing up the cg because you know the last thing they want to do is put out like a trailer that's unfinished and then everyone's like well this looks stupid now i'm not gonna go watch it and uh it's sort of you know AEW they put out some more footage and stuff like that um i was reading that uh you know obviously like they only had so many spots and so and they have a roster of about like 120 people which is crazy to think about really that AEW has that many people uh, you know on the roster um they were saying like ft ftr apparently isn't in the game which i got to imagine they are going to be some sort of dlc like i can't I, maybe they just didn't make the cut for whatever weird reason but i i also do strongly believe that it'll be one of those things where like oh yeah a b and c aren't in the game and then you know they'll drop them as dlc because that's just how most games tend to work nowadays you know uh sorry jeremy is a, a little his uh, his cat hank has joined us for this interview and he is yeah, uh, <laughs> he's decided just to climb all over me right now uh i wish you could see this right now but 
he doesn't really know what he's doing. I'm going to try to figure out how to get him down. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see when they do an official roster announcement, though, to see who is and who isn't. Because, again, I I can't imagine they're, like, they're not going to go the yeah. DLC method. as This is how most games work. Yeah, I mean, because in, in, in realistically, like, if you look at it from a business perspective, um, if I'm a video game company, I sell you the video game. I've now maximized how much money I can make off of you after all these years of developing this game. But having paid DLC content means that I can continue to make money on this with minimal effort because really it's just the new scope and you already have all the mechanics built in. So I definitely agree that there could be uh, like an FTR. I heard other people like uh, like Keith Lee and Swerve weren't, aren't going to be in just because they came in so recently. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a, there wasn't time to... Uh, create them for their initial launch. Yeah, because it, um, it... No, go ahead. Well, another thing I think that really benefits this game is it's not... Um, for everything I'm reading, it's not meant to be like the most realistic professional wrestling game out there. It's it's more arcade-based. They, they say it's... Everything is like it's a lot like No Mercy, where like there's... The engine is not like hit in 18 button comboed in order to do a leg drop like it's very much like more arcade style and then with the mini games too i think it really enforces that so i think it's easier to integrate new characters in there as well yeah and and again like you know you like you mentioned uh swerve and and keith lee like they're two people who you know again yeah would have came in a little bit later ftr for kind of all intents and purposes was you know they were they they've been around for a while so that's why it's one of those things where it's like Oh no! These these two are probably being held off for a reason. You know, I, I can't imagine, you know, again them developing everything and then going, wait, 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 FTR isn't already in this. Ah, fuck! You know, what are we gonna do now? Like, it's just, it's one of those things. Where like, and I wonder if they'll do like I know WWE has done it with their games, which I would always do. It's it was always like, uh, you know, for an extra you know 40 bucks or something just get all the dlc downloaded or like you know they just give you everything so it's like whenever it comes out you've already got it all the unlockables it's sort of like a cheater thing but it's also mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like yeah i want to create a character but i can only use a specific move and for that i have to fucking buy like you know a big daddy cool variation of kevin nash and it's gonna like no I, i'd much rather just sort of you know, uh, pay up front and it's like, just give me everything all together. So I don't have to sit there and like, you can't use the rolling thunder because you haven't unlocked RVD. And it's like, well, how do I lock unlock RVD? And it's like, you have to do these 13 impossible tasks. And it's like, can I just, can I just give you money and you let me do whatever I want, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, that, that's sort of a, that's sort of what's going on with that. Um, yeah. speaking of WWE, how, how much have you been keeping up with it? Cause we are in sort of this little, like, uh, uh, resurgence sort of right now with triple H being in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched a ton of it, but I hear it, there's just a lot of improvement. Um, which I think is, is good because for a while I, I felt so bad for everyone who worked at WWE because I didn't, didn't feel like a happy place to work. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I think it's exciting. I think we're, it's like, we're almost in the honeymoon phase where all Triple H has to do is, uh, change a few things 
And then everyone just gets excited about that. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, like um, they I are. Think, yeah, I think I think it it you can only and and AEW has kind of had to deal with this as well. Like you can only have debuts every week for a certain amount of time. Eventually, you can't just keep debuting people. Um, so you need to actually start developing those long-term stories and, and have people engaged in those stories. Yeah, um, it's it, especially with like the limited pool of people out there. You know, like it's yeah. Like I know this last Monday they they brought back like Johnny Gargano in Toronto and stuff like that, and everyone went crazy. And it's like, I think we sort of peaked with like who else you can like. I don't, I don't know who else you can really bring back. Bray, Every, Bray Wyatt's the only one I can think of. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't ever really the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. Um, I did, you know, one of the interesting things though that they are doing is, and I don't know how much you've been sort of keeping up with it, but it's like, uh, uh, Brit Rest is that in, in, in the form of, you know, NXT UK gone. They're unifying everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you kind of saw that the, the writing on the door a long time ago when they literally stopped promoting it <laughs> entirely. Yeah, it's, it's something I didn't ever. I, I remember the the first initial tournament was pretty cool, you know, and like I would every now and then catch whatever stuff like Volter was doing, but yeah, I you know like I'll listen to uh, the the up next boys, you know, whether it's uh, Braden Davy or even uh, you know John Ceno, them talk about these NXT people, and it's just like. I are these even real names? Are you listing? Mm-hmm. Are you listing ingredients on the back of like, you know, on the back of some some food or something? Or are these real people and real names? Like you, you swear you're not just fucking with me. And these are all made up, you know, generic names. And I mean, the same goes with NXT. You know, like I'm uh, clearly Triple A just sort of like, all right, well, hands on first as far as uh, SmackDown and, and and Raw go. And again, by all accounts. Everything that I hear is, you know, there are better shows to watch now and things like that. I, I saw, like, uh, allegedly Triple H is, like, just trying to redesign all the belts. Which, hey, awesome. Like, I, I, I hate all the yeah. fucking main roster belts. Like, they all just look so boring, you know? Like, Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I like. I mean, any belt that just has a giant W in the middle just looks dumb. Yeah. For, I mean, brand, for branding for, purposes, yeah. Yeah, but that's probably great for that. But, like, as a wrestling fan, I, n- I never, like, I want that belt. No. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it, but it'll be interesting to see. And I know NXT is running head-to-head with uh, with All Out. They got their, their, yeah. their Worlds Collide, you know, show going on, which I don't, again, I'm sure they're going to put on some good matches, but it's like, there is, and I, I don't speak in hyperbole. You know, there's literally nothing they could put on that car that would make me want to, you know. Oh, I don't think I'm going to watch all. And I know they're not running at the same time, but just at, at least right now at the moment, you know, there's they don't have anything they could put on where I'm like, ooh, let me watch this on my phone while I'm, you know, at the all out pre show party or 
or whatever the hell that we're waiting for prior. Like it's you know they're definitely it's gonna take them some time to sort of build up, and you know ultimately I think you know the who will come out on top is us the fans. You know like oh yeah, give us all. I the- mean yeah, I mean the better wrestling in the world is better for everyone. Like there's no there's no negative for multiple companies doing a great job. Yeah, like it again. We we live in a world where it's like, you know, uh, AEW, Impact, New Japan, WWE, they're all putting out fucking great content. And it's like, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to like, oh, great. I had to, you know, do I watch this Mike Bailey versus, you know, Josh Alexander match first? Or do I go and watch Okada versus Shingo? Oh man, but like I heard Nakamura and Walt and, and Gunther had a really cool match on SmackDown, you know? It's like, but let me finish first this fucking crazy trios tag match. And that, like it's just an embarrassment yeah. of which it's a fun time to sort of be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also important to remind wrestling fans you don't have to watch everything. Yeah. Just because everything is good doesn't mean you have to watch everything. Like find what you like the most and invest your time there. And with wrestling getting better, like this is a good time for you to tell your friends about the thing that you like. Hey, this is out there, but also expose them to other things too. Maybe they'll find something that they like. Um, and at, together we can make the entire wrestling industry grow. Yeah. There's always, there's this common misconception of like the casual wrestling fan, either watch or you don't, you know, it's there, there is no, it's the same thing. Like it'll happen all the time with the Marvel movies where they're like a casual Marvel fan there's no such thing you're either in or you're not you know like it's uh it's, it doesn't exist in, in the way people think that it does but yeah it's uh again definitely a fun time for wrestling and this will be a fun week again it'll be a fun wrestling filled week um i'll be excited to you know watch the wrestling that we do watch um i really hope they do fucking okada versus kenny just to spite you for not going to rampage <laughs> i probably are spice the whole the whole hour Oh, this is the whole hour. They're like, we're going to do a special two hour edition. They're fucking wrestling two hours. Now you've seen them do, you know, hour, yeah. hour and a half, two hours. Uh, but yeah, you know, we'll, uh, just, uh, once again though, Oh, I, I do, you know, if you are, if you aren't already, um, Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm all over the place today. Um, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, again, that's a patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Of course, one of the perks of, you know, being a member of the Patreon is uh, go ahead and give you a weekly shout out because, again, um, without you guys, like, it, it sounds pretty cliche, but it's like, no, you know, without you guys, like, I... this very much helps you know as far as hosting uh, paying for the office rent, you know, just all that fun stuff, you know, it's it's all the support whether it's you know again monetarily through uh buying merch or their patreon stuff um you know always greatly appreciated or even if it's just a like a retweet a repost telling your friends and family leaving us a review that's always greatly appreciated and, and as far as speaking about merch um probably uh, mid probably like mid to end september if not early october uh i'm expecting us to have a whole brand new line of merch uh again i am working with uh, a friend of the show robert pearson to to get some uh you know revamped pwt cast you know designs logos just all sorts of fun things of that nature uh you know up and running and stuff like that. i'm thinking about sweaters you know winter's coming Ooh. up some fun sweaters perhaps yeah. you know um 
So I don't know. Some of that fun stuff will be coming. We do have merch, you know, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash PWT cast. Um, I printed out some some of that stuff. Maybe I'll be wearing it for the shows I'll be seeing ringside. I'm not sure yet. Um, but I do want to give, again, a huge shout out to, to the wonderful uh, patrons of the show. Of course, talking about Clifford Frazier. I, I got to see this week. Clifford Frazier came by the shop Friday. Um, oh. Yeah, my, myself and Frank, we were, I forget what conversation we were having, but we saw poor Kathy, who's our receptionist, walking uh, with about 37 boxes. This, this poor small girl was juggling, and we we're like, here, we'll help you. You know, we're like, God, who ordered so much of this? And then, you know, we saw Clifford Frazier. You know, we, we brought him into the shop for a bit, talked talked to him again. Wonderful whenever we get to see, you know, Clifford Frazier. And he's going to be at all three shows, so I'll probably bump into him. Someone who, you know, I, I assume that I, I hope that I will also be bumping into is, uh, you know, the man who joined me last week to review Django and Chain on the Patreon. That's, of course, Jesse Kohlenberg. Uh, I imagine probably run into him as well. Uh, I won't be seeing this man, but I know he and I are going to be sitting down soon to, to record some some fun Patreon stuff. Uh, Joshua Davis. I already mentioned fucking, you know, uh, Will Hobbs' doppelganger and, and Ryan Mears. uh Follow him for some hot, steamy uh, gym content. Uh, our man, Neil Flanagan. Uh, Jonathan Mayer. Probably wound up seeing Jonathan and his, and his wife, too, at some point this week. Tend to always run into each other at these shows. Hot Topic Joe. Joe Enriquez, who, again, this Friday, uh, myself, he and myself will be sitting down to talk. Uh, you know, the the 2022 movie, Nope. You know, Jordan Peele's newest movie. Here are our, our fun theories and uh I like the movie. I know some people that, you know, some people don't. There's always conflicting, you know. I enjoyed the movie. There's one complaint that I had, and you hear me talk about that. If you sign up for the Patreon over at patreon.com <laughs> forward slash PWTCast. Uh, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, Vivian, uh, our man Anthony Torres, my godfather Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus indeed. Uh, B. Dornick, Steve Feast, Rachel Sayarto, who again, you can hear her and I this Wednesday talking to the Adams family. At patreon.com for us that's pwt cast uh drew kistler who i'm gonna be i'm gonna finally meet drew kistler in person this week so i'm pretty excited about that him and the rest of the draft pod boys and then of course none other than jacob taus uh one of the printers that we have over at the shop as well as you know patreon so again thank you everyone who uh supports us in any sort of way thank you everyone who's listened to this episode again if you're a new listener go back and listen to some of the older episodes we have a lot of fun episodes we've done in the past with you know with other wrestlers again colt cabana uh Matt Cardona, Hornswoggle, Effie, Warhorse, Brody King, The Young Bucks, uh, Eric Bischoff, Jeff Jarrett, a lot of fun wrestling-centric ones. Ethan Page, you know, we got to sit down with him as well once. Um, And, yeah, you know, uh, anything else, Jeremy, before we get out of here? Uh, No, just uh, get excited for this week and then just enjoy wrestling. Yeah. All right, you guys. Uh, Monday's episode might either be late or probably come out Tuesday because again I I don't know at what point Sunday I'll have time to record. And well, that's true. Yeah, so it'll probably come out later Monday uh, or Tuesday. Who knows? Just keep an eye out on that. But uh, you know, for the PWT cast this week, you guys, I've been Scrump. And I'm Jeremy. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast, and so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye. And good night. Bang, bang.